Hello, hello, this is your girl Samantha Burgos and welcome to the Feel Better Naked Radio, where together we will practice how to feel better naked via self-exploration. Here I will discuss all things body, mind, and soul. I'm going to keep it super real on fitness, plant-based eating, and holistic living. Let's get sexy on the inside and the outside. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Sam. Um, happy Monday. I am super excited about this episode. I got, I had the honors of sitting with Mel Douglas and uh, she's such an awesome woman. Also, she is the founder of Black Women's Yoga Co. And in this episode, we talk a lot about why, you know, how she got started with yoga, how she found a passion for it, um, and what she's learned from it, her takeaways from it. Um, and going from student to teacher and all that. So I think this is such a great episode. I'm really excited to share with you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Feel Better Naked Radio. This is your host, Samantha. And today I have the honor of talking to Mel. Hey, Mel, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Happy. But it's cloudy here today, but I'm still happy. That's good. (laughs) So I guess tell us a little about yourself and who you are and what you do. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'm always so bad at this part, at talking about myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my name is Mel Douglas. I am a yoga instructor, a wellness advocate. Um, uh, I am the founder of the Black Women's Yoga Collective, which is a community organization. Um, So I mean, more about me directly. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I live in LA now with my dog. Um, (laughs) And I just, I practice and teach yoga because I really love it. Um, And I've always been sort of um, very involved in like community work and activism and like volunteer programs. I did Model UN when I was like uh, in high school and after high school. And so I think I've always been pretty involved and sort of aware of the things that were happening in the world. And once I found yoga, I think that like I figured out my true sort of purpose in that sense um, was to help like just heal my community or not just help heal my community, sort of try to shy away from that line of thinking, but help create space where my community could heal actually is like what I what I mean to do. Um, so yeah, I created the Black Women's Yoga Collective. Um, actually, before I was even a yoga teacher, I just like- Get out, for real? Yeah, yeah, I just found yoga. And like I had done yoga before, um, a few times in different like times in my life, I had tried it, but I had never really connected with it. And then I was living in LA in Crenshaw, and I decided to just try it because I was bored, like, of going to the gym, doing regular gym stuff. Um, and what I found was that the environment was different. And then I really, really connected with it. There was a class uh, instructor. She was playing, like, like soul music or just, like, music that I identified with more. Um, the students in the class were all, like, women of color um, of different, like, age ranges and everything. It just felt different for some reason. And I really just fell in love with it then um and and though that class ended pretty quickly like the teacher stopped working there okay because it was at the gym that I was going to okay when I branched out to find more yoga because I realized that I really enjoyed yoga it was just about impossible to find a similar space oh wow uh, with women of color um around with like uh teachers of color readily available I remember when I first started I was like and this is I mean I don't think it's my fault that I had to be problematic (laughs) but I would like you know go to a website and maybe they didn't have pictures of their teacher but it'd be like this name sounds like me (laughs) and you know sometimes get duped you'll get duped by name sometimes that's actually really funny um but yeah it would be like I would be constantly seeking that same sense of community or like that same feeling of like just I guess connectedness and like sameness with the people around me in a yoga class and 
so then I just started the collective because I figured if I couldn't find it, I was sure that there was other people who couldn't find it and were looking for it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, here I am today. <laughs> I love that you started that prior to you even becoming an instructor. Like, that's so badass. Like, I, I love that. I love that. How long has it been hey. out for? Um, so it's been, it's been about three years almost for the collective. And then I've been a yoga instructor for just over two years now. Um, this month actually makes two years. Maybe. Oh, well, congrats. <laughs> I think it's hard with the timeline because I just sort of fell into all of it. Mm. Um, because I really was just looking for a hobby, a skill-based hobby. Right. At the time that I found yoga, I was like bored of going to the gym a lot. Um, but I knew that I needed to be like active. Right. Um, and so I was looking for like a skill-based hobby and I discovered that like yoga is really hard. Yeah. Um, yoga is hard. But it, it was like a very slow, like a slow thing. I didn't really realize like, you know, some people have like their first day pictures and right. like, I don't really have that because I didn't really know that I was I think just like flowed, right? Kind of just like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that you, um, because I was going to ask you, like, how do you found the courage to pursue, I guess, making like that whole collective? But obviously, you kind of just like you found a hole that was like obviously missing. It's like this was missing. You just decided to make it, which I love. Yeah, I feel like I, I've always been the kind of person who's willing to like. Well, I've always been the kind of person who's willing to follow a sense of something like some people need really a very clear picture of like the outcome or the end goal before they start something I've never really been that sort of person I kind of was like I think I want to do something with black women and yoga (laughs) and (laughs) that I made this thing and it sort of turned into it's I think it's like in a constant state of becoming whatever it's supposed to be Right. Um, it really transformed from like an online community to like um, an in-person community. And then we started to have more programming. We just launched our YouTube, which is something that I don't think I intended in the beginning. Right. Um, we moved into like hosting events, which I did intend to do in the beginning, but I discovered I don't like to do it on my own. And I finally found like the group. So I think it's just sort of in a constant state of becoming but it never was I don't know that I would say like I found a courage to pursue it it just sort of was the natural like outcome of finding yoga I think for me was just like oh now I have to do this (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love that you um, you mentioned a really good point that a lot of people do start things with like the end goal in mind versus just like doing things they want to do you know, without mm-hmm. an attachment to the outcome, you know? Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. And I think it, it leaves space, at least for me, and I know just different people function differently too, but I think for me, it leaves a lot more space to be open to things. And the collective never was, I think a part of the reason that I started it what, before I was even a teacher was because it never really was supposed to be about me or about my teaching or like, right. Uh, in that sense, it really was always supposed to be about like the community. And so then like, because I don't have, I'm not incredibly attached to one way that it could look. I think it has been able to look like more things than I could have done on my own. Like um, Mm -hmm. we have someone named Drew who she's my friend. And uh, (laughs) we met through, we met though through the collective, like we met at an event um, where we were vending okay. and she was attending the event um, and she's become a huge part of the collective um, and our programming and for maybe three months during quarantine she just had a, a talk series on our Instagram live Amazing. where she would just have different guests like all different guests that didn't really have to be yoga related and um, she would just talk to them and people would tune in and like ask questions and awesome. it was really yeah it was really great and I wouldn't have done that because I actually don't really <laughs> like talking that much or like that's not my thing. But I, because 
because of the way that I envision it as like a space for everyone to hold to hold like whatever space they sort of need like mm. I recognize that some people do like to talk like that <laughs> um yeah not but, like but I think it's great <laughs> you have a really good like again, another like, really good point like a solid point you're saying that's like because you didn't have like the exact vision it gave it space to like become what it needs to become you know it's just like mm-hmm. just point that you're saying now like your friends like actually doing like lives and talking to stuff where like if you had your own vision for it let's say like you wouldn't do that you know I think it's great yeah and it's funny also you mentioned like um it's so funny because like so I've been doing yoga for like a little bit and like I guess during COVID I've kind of like cultivated my own practice with yoga a little bit mm-hmm. it's not really yoga it's Samantha stretching in her own way <laughs> it's kind of yoga-ish but it's funny that you mentioned the community and all that around it because one of my best friends like I've taken her to I think a few yoga classes like prior and like she just can never connect to it so your story mm-hmm. reminded me so much of her because I'm sure if she went to a different place with a different like teacher and environment and music and stuff it would be a whole different like experience you know yeah Especially for and that has color, been it's like very like not that common to find you know no and that has been I think that's what I recognized sort of right away I've I've often, because of the activities I participated in, I guess, like Model UN or like, um, I was like a camp counselor in the mountains for a while. You are so involved. (laughs) But like, because of those things, and also just by nature of like where I grew up and what have you, I think that I became very accustomed to existing in um, white, like more white centric spaces. And because I developed that sort of comfort, because like in Model UN, I'd be like the only black person sometimes, <laughs> um, or, you know, in ways that, or definitely at camp. Um, so then it was like, I became comfortable existing in those spaces and also very observant of what kept people out of them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I could very clearly see like, even in a yoga class, I could always, like, I could clearly see, like, this is what, like, this is what people would connect with, and this is what keeps them out. Like, this music, people would just write this off because of this music, right? Or right away. Or, like, this teacher, just right away. This, they're not taking this seriously. This is not for them, right? It's like activities that we're trained into. Um, and it is funny because, like, even the people that I gravitate towards in my, like, studies and my practice, like, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a guru or anything, but the kind of yoga that I study is that piece yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baron, that piece, who, like, created it, he's alive. <laughs> he, like, runs, he ran one of my teacher trainings. He does that still. Oh, so, but he's, like, and he's just, like, in board shorts and like a cap and a t-shirt <laughs> and he's very tan and he's just like he's not oh, he's just like a regular guy you would walk past him on the street and not as opposed to like I can never get into like the not that there's anything wrong with it because I know that some people connect more with that but like the swarthy robes and the the like you know it just felt like not for me I guess or just there's just a disconnect there and I could always kind of see oh well if you frame it this way it's the same thing right a lot of times and so just like taking on the work of reframing it um so that it's accessible to people I think who normally wouldn't even think it was for them whether it's yoga meditation stretching right um no honestly I love what you're saying because it's like it's 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 real like honestly what you said it's it's very true like um even for me growing up I'm I'm not sure how how old you are but like growing up I always saw yoga as like a white people thing to be real with you Mm -hmm. it's like a white people thing and like even in my friend group in my like stuff if I like I guess I've always been one of the people that kind of just are the kind of like you were like I've been very comfortable in that environment and more like mm-hmm. I guess when there's less people of color so I never minded I never cared but even if I would tell my friends like oh yeah I'm gonna do yoga it's like oh like there goes Sam like with her white activities and it's just like mm-hmm. for example you know and it's crazy because um I think um yoga meditation like all those 
kind of forms of self-care aren't really not marketed to people of color and women of color but like it's just more um there's like, there's like a little stereotype around it you know and it's yeah well also it's just i mean realistically speaking it is not marketed to people of color it is very exclusive the image of wellness is pretty racist no girl um, it is 100 percent. it's crazy and it's not it you wouldn't look and think and that's why one of our goals our like focuses is just increased representation as well because you wouldn't think that it was for you if you looked it up and you weren't thin and white and you know long haired or you know there's just none of the faces of like yoga have been now it's starting to change more and more but traditionally it was you know the health mom the housewives who have like rich husbands and you know, they're going to yoga at lunchtime. It's true. It's so true. Um, You don't, I mean, I can't think of a time now just trying to think of an image that I have of a black woman even walking around with a yoga mat on a TV show. I can't think of one. I can't really conjure that image because it's not something that's out for whatever reason. Because, and I mean, I get why. It's like wellness has been capitalized right so it's now it's like um it's for the rich and it's for the rich it's for the wealthy it's for like people who have time and for people who don't have time and like you know it just it's I don't know there is like this idea around it that it's just not for people of color for whatever reason whether because it's white or it's because it's rich or because it's ridiculous or you know because that too is like it goes both ways yeah it goes both ways it's like people of color also have their own perspective on yoga and find it like corny or find it like pointless or they like like or weird it's very both ways yeah yeah Yeah, that's what it means like it's like you're but then you also recognize that like a lot of those like viewpoints that we do place on them are because we are pushed out of accessing them it's like the same reason that like a lot of immigrant communities, not immigrant communities. I'm, I, I always think of immigrants because I'm a first generation American. So it's like where my <laughs> mind goes, but a, just a lot of like people of color communities don't take mental health very seriously. They oh, yeah. don't take things like eating disorders seriously right. or like, you know, and it's all because it feels like, I mean, what I think is that it's a lot, it feels like a problem that, you know, you don't really have because you have to think about other things that are like bigger like racism so it's like oh you're kind of today right no <laughs> honestly even for like immigrants and stuff like to your point like or even people of color like to be real as fuck like a lot of them have to worry just about like getting like getting through the day honestly yeah you know i mean like just surviving like low-key like just mm-hmm. surviving so i feel like they to your point like it's not a um it's not common. Like, it's not common. I think it's getting there more with, like, our generation and all that stuff where we're a little more, like, mm-hmm. open to it. But it's not a thing, like, I could personally say growing up, like, I'm Dominican. Like, I could say personally growing up, like, I don't ever remember my mom telling me to, like, sit and breathe. I'm stressed out. Or, like, write my feelings out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she like that. Even therapy. Even, like, eating disorders, like you were saying. Like, it's not, like, uh, I don't know. It's just not, like... Well, it's things they didn't have time to think about because, like you said, they were thinking about surviving, especially, like, if you're a first-generation American, like I am, then it's, like, my mom was thinking about getting her citizenship, (laughs) not, like, you know, not, like, whether or not she was happy today (laughs) in particular (laughs) and, like, her parents similarly. So it's, like, she didn't really even have those ideas. And I mean, now, as I've gone through my journey with wellness and like mental health, you know, I've been really blessed in that my family is very open and we're very close. So like my mom and my grandma did come take one of my classes once and it was like really beautiful. And, you know, my mom just suggested to me the other day that I make a, a yoga video for when you're sitting at your desk. <laughs> so now I've got to make a yoga video when you're sitting at a desk because my mom requested it and that's so wholesome. 
Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, these aren't things that she was thinking or saying or doing when I was growing up. And it's like, yeah, I think it's just things that they, they didn't have time to think about. And I think that it's like, then us, it really falls to us to like shift that viewpoint of like scarcity and lack mentality and yeah. actually start moving from a place of like, how can I feel good? What makes me happy? What brings me joy? Right. Not just like, how can I survive today? Girl, it's so true because like, you know, um, well, that's why we made like this whole thing through Berenike because I feel like the moment you start like understanding that like how you feel matters and like you could also like adjust it, <laughs> you know, like, it's not mm-hmm. forever, it's not stagnant, you know, and like I think once you get more empowered with that, like you can kind of like apply that to any aspect of your life, you know what I mean? And then the shit's just like anything's possible from there, you know? And I think, yeah, um, yeah like it's it's just it's so crazy to me that like, um, yeah, a lot of like minority people of color just, I don't know, like we're so late, but also just society. It's almost like you said, like it's like a luxury now, wellness, you know? Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's not really that much our fault. Not that, like, not that we're not responsible, of course, for the way that we think, but like we've been pretty like downtrodden and like there's a reason that we have scarcity mentality a hundred percent yeah so then it's like it's hard to be I just try to take the approach of like because I did of course and I feel like a lot of people a lot of yoga teachers black yoga teachers especially will tell you this or just yoga teachers of color they went through this journey of like being like we all have to get well now. I learned what's right. We have to like face our demons and I have to tell you what you did wrong to me and like very confrontational wellness <laughs> that absolutely doesn't work in like, <laughs> my, my Grenadian mom. She's just like, okay, this is not, you know. Next. <laughs> right. And so it's like moving past that place of like wanting to shake everyone around you into wellness suddenly because you found it. And then it's like Baron, the, the yoga guy, um, <laughs> he tells this really great story about how he like first, cause he had a lot of his parents had like one of the first yoga studios in San Francisco. And okay. he went through a long like spiritual journey. He spent years like at a place where you don't talk. Okay. Um, stuff. A lot. Um, but he yeah but he talked about how when he like had this moment of enlightenment he like cried he felt like he was like really coming to understand everything so he flew home to his parents house and he knocked on their door and they hadn't talked in a long time and he's like I just came to tell you that like I forgive you for ruining my life <laughs> right and then of course that was terrible and they were like get out of here and you know he talked about how it wasn't until years later where he realized how like ridiculous that is I think everybody goes through that phase when you everyone yeah come into it and then eventually you realize like oh I can't like yell at everybody into being better (laughs) um and you know now it's like slowly just like through talking about things or even just talking about the things that I'm doing for myself I think impact my mom yeah or my cool. grandma and look at her now to- wanting a yoga video for her desk yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it's adorable though <laughs> I love it no but yeah, you're totally yeah. right you're totally right I think there's like um she right there is like a weird phase that is scary to explore because it's so weird it's like so out of our comfort zone almost that we don't act normal but um mm-hmm. It's interesting though, overall. It's like, well, actually, since we're talking about this, how you as a, as a woman of color, how has cultivating a yoga practice personally helped you? Like, how has it helped you stay connected, I guess, to yourself? And yeah, like, how has that helped you? Oh, I mean, it's, it's changed my life tremendously, um, having a yoga practice and just developing it. And it definitely helped me get more in touch with like my true feelings. I have anxiety. Um, and I also have a mood disorder. Okay. Um, so then the mood disorder causes me to have depressive episodes and also hypomanic episodes. Okay. But 
Um, so then it's like, for a long time, I didn't really understand my feelings mm. because I didn't know that and they would just be so up and down or they wouldn't really be connected to the things around me because it's like the depressive episodes are just chemical. So it's like everything mm-hmm. can be perfectly dandy and fine around me and I'll still have a depressive episode right. because it's not, it's not about the outward. So then that when you don't know that is very confusing. Yeah, that can be confusing um, to see that. And so once I learned that, then it was like, okay, you know, I started therapy and everything, but I think yoga really helped me to be able to navigate those times without getting like sucked into just whatever was happening. I think it like helped me learn how to get more grounded, how to get more in touch with like reality outside of my feelings. Um, It definitely helped me feel better in my body and like be more in tune and aware with if something's like not right or um I would get because of my anxiety I would get very tense mm. and I wouldn't even know and now it's like I can kind of tell when those physical aspects are taking over and like um lean into them so I think in that way and it also I feel like it helps me become just more open to everything like right. just just way more open. I'm a Capricorn also, so oh. I have control issues. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> um, and so it's like, um, it definitely has helped me release some of that. Like, <laughs> I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> and control everything. Um, and even to become more aware of things like, oh, I probably have control issues. <laughs> you know? That in itself. But yeah. I, think, I think it's awesome. And I think, um, well, so I guess based on that, if you had to say a statement on why women, like a, one statement, why women need to practice yoga and like why they need to create that bond with themselves, what would you say? I would say that women in particular could benefit or should practice yoga, or just, I really do think everyone to do it. I encourage kids to do it. I encourage just every person, because there's just this level of, everything changes when you begin to move with intention. Everything changes. Like, and you can't really move with intention until you understand yourself, because you'll never understand the true intentions behind your actions, you know, a lot of people will do a lot of surface level work and I'm, I, I do it sometimes too. I don't always want to be like a hundred percent honest with myself. You know, and you can really end up bullshitting yourself. through a lot of things, but like, if you really are able to find that grounding connection with yourself, it just changes the way that you move. It's like, it, you can't really help it because then it's like, okay, I understand that I want to say this because Like at surface level, I'm angry, but I'm angry because I'm hurt and I'm hurt because, and it's like, you just begin to, I think, move through those things in a way that causes less explosiveness in your life, less disruption in your life, less regret. Um, Not that you become perfect or anything, but I think that when you develop that lens of seeing yourself more clearly, you're just able to move in a different way that I don't know. I've tried lots of things. Like I had, I, for a long time in my life, I was um, very, uh, I was plus size. And so like for most of my life, I weighed over 200 pounds. Okay. Um, and I got up to just about 300 pounds. I was 298 when I was like, whoa. Oh my God. So How tall are you? I'm just curious now. Five, seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I realized like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> And, but that first time that, and I lost about half my weight. I lost about 150 pounds in a year. Amazing. Congrats. Not really. I was being so unhealthy, but that's the, that was the angle, right? It was like, (laughs) actually girl, not really. No, it's crazy. Everybody thinks that, that it's like, like every, it was, there was so much praise. There was so much like, oh, you're doing great. And this is so great. But I was actually so unhealthy I was starving I was overworking my body I would work out for like two hours every single day oh no um and like 
but there was like this very surface level transformation where I like thought I was going to become like a happier version of myself when I got skinny and then I was skinny and it was just like now what? a thinner version of my same self right. <laughs> and then I gained all like I gained the weight back <laughs> oh no um, you know and then it wasn't now I don't even think about I used to be like I used to be I used to weigh myself every day I used to be and the the weight would determine like what kind of day I had you know what I got to eat wow. what I how much I had to work out and now it's like I don't even own a scale I I can't yeah. tell you how much I weigh yeah. But I am also like I have abs for the first time in my life. <laughs> right. No. Um, yo, that's that's so real what you're saying. Legit. Um sorry, finish, finish, finish what you're saying. And then I'll say after. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was just like the the difference yoga is what made that difference really. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I was just exercising, going to the gym, and this time now I just only do yoga. That's all that I do. <laughs> I think it's no legit though, it's too you were saying before, like sometimes I'm also like a personal trainer and um legit like I've noticed that when people and women obsess like that like you were saying like a lot of women do do that like their mood depends on what the scale is that day and it's just like I think the moment you take that pressure off and like even me like I don't own a scale like I, I didn't lose that much weight as you I lost, I lost like almost like 30 to 40 pounds and like but I um yeah the moment I took that pressure off and just started like listening to my body and like moving in a way that felt good to me and I started just like mm-hmm. eating food that like were healthier to serve a purpose, but like thinking of like shifting the perspective of like not what amount of calories I'm eating, but more like is this food serving my body? Like you know, am I mm-hmm. serving myself? You know, whatever. And changing that perspective, I feel like is huge because the way you were saying before, like it's like you're saying like you get praised for losing all this weight, but like you were so unhealthy and so unhappy that it's like. It doesn't matter. And not only that, it's all it's like an inside job. Because like you said, like you were mm-hmm. just yourself but skinnier, but like still unhappy about XYZ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was the same. And I didn't feel good really. I felt good getting praised, but I didn't actually feel good. Like right. I didn't because I just didn't know anything but trying to get really skinny. I had like I was really like I had a lot of like loose skin or like I wasn't toned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I didn't even like feel good naked. I just felt really cute in all my skin girl clothes. But, like, <laughs> I'm done. Like, you know, I didn't actually feel like there was no real better. And then it was like my relationship with my body definitely wasn't better. Whereas like even with yoga before it didn't become, it never became about losing weight for me doing yoga, I would say. Um, it became very much about getting strong and like being stronger in my body. And I like noticed the way that changed my relationship with the way that I viewed my body in between wanting it to be skinny and wanting it to be strong, because it's like, then I can look at like the cellulite on my thighs and kind of just like not hate it. Um, I not love it maybe, but not hate it. (laughs) And recognize, like, oh, but my thighs are so strong. Like, right. no, no, um, right. that, that shift in perspective like, is everything. Mm-hmm. That's so important. So it's like, I feel like yoga, yoga really brought me that, especially because I do like power yoga. Mm. So it's like, it's all about what your body can do. Um, and like, I've seen how it just develops over time because I also don't do, I really don't do any other workout besides yoga. And then I also don't, um, I don't do anything like, you know, a lot of people will do like, they'll have like drills that they do or like, I just do yoga classes. And then randomly I'll like try a thing and I'll be like, oh, I can do this thing now that I can do. <laughs> I was doing yoga all this time. Um, so then it's like, I don't know, it just gives me a lot more like, I think also just faith in my ability to be able to do things yeah too, I would say no no I, I agree with that like it changed like you said just the shift in how you view the things you're doing why you're doing the things you're doing it's, it goes back to that intention no I think you're right I never thought about moving with intention but I, I do think I actually did learn that in yoga like I never thought of that till now you mentioned it and it did change a lot in my life on yeah you just made me realize that. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but, no, that's what I love about it too. Is like a lot of it is not the physical poses and practices, and like 
you can really trick people into doing yoga. <laughs> like, I mean, even though they think it's not for them or, you know, yeah. what have you, you can really like slide it in because there's a lot of it that is mental work. There's a lot of it that is emotional work or just like awareness yeah. is such a huge part of yoga. And I mean, I've been teaching yoga since before quarantine, but now on Zoom through quarantine yeah. to a group of seniors in Crenshaw mm-hmm. and they're like like one of them just turned 90 in January Girl, like they're that's amazing yeah and and they figured out the zoom I'm so proud of them but I'm like, so proud of them too <laughs> it's amazing um but it's like it's like to see them, like that's so intentional of them, right? It's like they have this little community. They developed this little community. They were determined to keep it going despite being in lockdown. And, you know, it's like, and they're, there's so, when I look at them, it's like, okay, there's no reason we can't do that. If they can do that. Right, legit. <laughs> because <laughs> if they can even find yoga and develop a yoga practice, like they've been practicing many of them for like 10 years. Wow. And there's not like 10 years ago there was not space for black old black men to be practicing yoga you know oh so true so it's like they really carved out a space for themselves and so inspiring but it's really inspiring like that, that intention no you're right you're really right and I love how you mentioned how um yoga in general has made you just feel better like naked like about yourself you know what I mean because it's like for me it's like not just the physical naked like the body but also just like being okay with who you are you know mm-hmm. and like, and like kind of like the whole mental emotional work behind it it's kind of like yeah like that's really part of feeling better naked about yourself so I mean I guess I want to ask you besides I guess the answer is yoga but besides yoga mm-hmm. I guess how do you approach feeling better naked and what, um, what does that mean to you I think that well, besides, I feel like it sort of always, like, comes back to yoga, but it's, like, because of the space that I'm in, because of practicing yoga, then the kind of friendships that I form are different. So then I have people around me who, like, I know just absolutely support my happiness, even if it doesn't relate to theirs, even if they don't really get why that would make me happy, <laughs> or, like, they're just, like, what do you need, and how can we, like, help you get there, and I think that just makes me feel better overall, like in any sense. So then I do feel like, cause I do have like insecurities about my body, like any other person. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, they, I feel like they encourage me to like feel better about myself as a whole. And then I feel less like, oh, I need to cover up like my varicose veins or like, oh, I need to, cause it's like, I don't know. It's like, this this layer of shame can go away when yeah. you feel better about yourself like outside inside like when you feel comfortable around the people who are around you when you know like so I feel like in that sense that's what it means to me just feeling like safe and comfortable mm. whether it's like clothing wise or like um just existence wise like I'm a very sensitive person um, and I'm like a huge clown. I'm like so dorky and I make like ridiculous jokes all the time and love dogs. I never pass a dog without greeting them. Oh. Um, <laughs> and like, I haven't always felt like those qualities about me were like welcomed by the people I was around. Mm. and now I'm around people who are very much like in full my friend FaceTimed me this morning so that I could say good morning to her puppy (laughs) (laughs) and it's like (laughs) that level of like acceptedness I think it impacts the way you feel about like yourself overall like across the board so I feel like that like community which was always my I met her through the collective and that was always the intention of community. So. No, I love that. And the it's funny because this morning me and my best friend were talking about community and how big community really is. And I feel like it may sound insensitive, but thanks to COVID, I probably have more community now than ever. 
legit no seriously because like, it doesn't sound intensity <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing right it's like, a thing. like i'm just closer to like my community more than ever like i don't know like my mm-hmm. friend circle my friends like the family even like everyone just like much more like connected like i don't think we have more yeah. time to spend with each other now yeah um, we're not shuffling around from place to place anymore so now we have time to think about things yeah. that aren't directly in front of us and i say this too because and not that like not that i wasn't already doing some stuff but like right before quarantine started i had just said to someone like oh I feel like a lot of the like community and like presence that I generated is like online and I wish that it was more in person because I feel like people engage more in person Yeah. and then the world closed (laughs) and then people were only engaging online and it was like not like a blessing but it definitely was like (laughs) okay we'll hear everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like well we do this. Uh, No I feel you though I feel you on that but also I think you know in a way that I'm happy that this dramatic like shift of things going online happened because I feel like in a way like it just made us appreciate so much more the in-person mm-hmm. like now like it's like especially, I remember especially, like, the first few like days of hanging out with friends like in person post COVID mm-hmm. or, or during the pandemic whatever um <laughs> just felt so much more like special mm-hmm. I was like bitch I can finally touch your arm like you're real like yeah <laughs> like it, it's that's also nice making people just appreciate the things that we take for granted so often more like yeah. going to the store without standing in a line outside right or right. like just finding the things you need at the store <laughs> <laughs> or just little things like that you know like I was so grateful sometimes I would like complain about walking my dog but I was so grateful to have an excuse to go outside twice a day Oh, seriously <laughs> where no one could judge me you know i was like oh i got this thing hey, i'm a dog i walk it was me <laughs> oh my god that was me legit that's funny you say that that was dead ass me like i have a little like three pound chihuahua i mind you i never walked this dog pre-covid because like he pees in the house like it's a small ass dog you know yeah but now like during the first like weeks of march and april like girl i was out religiously like i have to walk him like he used to walk yeah suddenly four walks a day like (laughs) exercise and you know it was like but before that it was kind of like oh i don't feel like it it was like those things those things that we just like don't even realize are important until they get taken away because we think that they can't be taken away and I feel like people who are just a little bit more in touch with themselves whether it's through yoga or through like stretching and mindfulness practice because that's the same right it's like sure you can do all these poses but like lots of people do those poses and are not doing yoga at all right um so then it's like just people who are a little bit more in touch or like grounded at the time or at least in development of that were like a lot more prepared to handle a quarantine, a lockdown. Girl, that's a whole nother topic, girl. That is, so <laughs> true. that is so true. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there was a big divide almost of like the grounded and the non-grounded, I would say, mm-hmm. during COVID. And it was like crazy. Because I think that's like what, honestly, for me, I think that's what um, laid the foundation for everyone's experience during COVID. Like how grounded mm-hmm. you actually were. Because low-key, like, if your solution was to go out partying and, like, get lit or drunk when you were stressed out, like, I don't know what you did during COVID. They, tra- go they nowhere. did that. They just <laughs> still did that. That's why those are the people who are having the parties getting shut down. I saw a video of, like, an underground L.A. strip club that's open right now. And I was like, oh, God. It was, like, <sighs> not... This may be insensitive, but it just, like, looked like COVID in there. It just oh. looked like... <laughs> And it was like, you can't not go to the strip club for six months. Right. Like, what are you doing in your life? No, legit. Then, it's funny, but you're totally right. Like, you're totally right. That's crazy. I never thought of that. But girl, you're so right. Yeah. Because it's like, look, I mean, I like to go out as much as the next. No, not really. Not as much as the next gal. I don't like to go out as much as the next gal. <laughs> 
I do like stay inside, but I do like, like, there's a lot of stuff that I like to do that I couldn't do. Okay. Um, and it still was just like, would I rather not do this or die? And it was like, I think I could bear not going shopping in person for a few months. Right. Because that's like my, like, cope. I love going, like, therapy shopping. <laughs> but it's like, I couldn't, and I really like in-person shopping. I don't like online shopping. Yeah. But it's like, I couldn't go. For months, but I wasn't gonna like risk your whole world. I don't know. It's just so crazy <laughs> to me. No, I agree. But I get it. It's just that's a lot. Like it's just like some people are really, really out of touch with themselves and uncomfortable with being with themselves and yeah. living with themselves so much so that they would launch a secret strip club in COVID. <laughs> I made my whole morning, so I never thought of that. Like, risk my whole life for go see strippers like <laughs> or even like people like men on the street sometimes like it's like right in the beginning or like during when it's like it was really kind of scary being outside and everyone yeah. was avoiding each other and, and it would be like a, a man would be like oh excuse me miss and it's like sir really like, really really you want to die <laughs> your phone number you want to risk your life and the life of those around you for this number for this phone number <laughs> and it's like I know them I'm not cute but it just can't be <laughs> I just can't see it being worth it that way <laughs> you know it's funny because I've never like thought of things that way I mean obviously to the extent you know but like mm -hmm. Even like, yeah, I've never thought about that way. That's really true. <laughs> this number, sir, your whole life on the line. Right, on the line. <laughs> yeah, and a masked, a masked woman's phone number. You know, it just. It, <laughs> you don't even know really what I really look like, actually. You're not even sure if I'm cute or not. Like, I know we you know my face, my eyes, but like. You got the forehead, and that's it. That's <laughs> all you needed to confirm. Like, but it just really puts into perspective to me how uncomfortable some people are with themselves yes. because that's what it comes down to if you can't sit with yourself for a few months and like not even with yourself you have the entire internet at your disposal right. you you know it's not right. so it's like you're not in isolation really at all right. but, but it's see, like if you, you and i see it because we're so okay with mm -hmm. ourselves you know Exactly, but, like, but it's like, it can feel like a prison. Yeah. Being at home without yeah. a distraction of someone else. Just yeah. the internet. Like, low-key, that is, like, some people's prison, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is crazy. Well, honey, I hope <laughs> our collectives, like, both Food by Naked and the Black Women's Journal Collective, like, get people to, like, be okay with themselves, because it's so important. Yeah, it is. Important as fuck. Very important. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you some fun questions before we close up. So All right. answer these as real as possible. And they might be a little tricky, but let's see. Okay. So if you had one dinner meal forever, what would this dinner meal be? <laughs> okay. Your face right now. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Does it have to be the same like exact meal? Or is it like an ingredient that I can use? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Use words made way around that. Like, can I use an ingredient? This was a very. It's this is my Capricorn processing happening. <laughs> like, how can I make this work for me? <laughs> no, one exact same meal. One meal. Prepared the same way every single day. If it had to be that, it would probably be like an egg and cheese sandwich. <laughs> I love it. I love breakfast food all the time, and I feel like I could always eat an egg and cheese sandwich. <laughs> That's so funny. I do love egg and cheese sandwiches, though, but it's so funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm really funny, and that is my absolute favorite thing about myself. <laughs> I love that. I love that you think you're funny. I feel like I wish more people owned that, honestly. Because I think yeah. everyone has their own sense of humor. People don't like to say they're funny. Like, I love that you said that. Oh, okay. that I'm unabashed. You have me dying today. You are funny. <laughs> okay. And then what are your top three favorite things to do? Uh, top three favorite things to do yoga. 
Yeah. Um, be outside. Okay. In like any sense, just in nature, and I would say listen to music. Okay. I really, really love music. Yeah. Okay. And then actually, that was like my next question. What's your favorite pick me up song? Ooh, uh, it really depends. Okay. On like what I need to be picked up from. <laughs> I love it. Real word though. It's so true. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it depends on the energy that I need. Real word. It's so true. Um, but I would say a, like a general always feel good song that I can touch back on would be My Love is Your Love by Whitney <laughs> Oh, I could just always go back to Whitney and I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're I right, Whitney. You're all okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in so long. I'm going to hear it after this. I let you have her song so long. Hmm. It's a good time. It is a good time. <laughs> and then my last one is any quote or life like or motto like you live your life by. Mm. If it had That's to have like a thing on like on a tombstone or like a, a quote you live by. I would say. I guess I have. Hmm. I guess that I'm like, oh, I do have some quotes tattooed on my arm, maybe one of those, but I feel like, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about what's up. But no, I think that if I had something that like really, really, I always come back to no matter what mood I'm in, no matter like what it's, um, it's a Baptiste um, like methodology term. And they say like, if you can, you must. Mm, wow, I love that. Um, and it's really simple, but like when you apply it in like any moment, like the first time that I heard it sort of explained, it was like, if you can do wheel in class, like you must. And she's like, if you can do a half a wheel, then you have to do this half wheel. Like whatever part of it you can do, you must do that part. And I think that no matter what mood I'm in, I always feel motivated by like, I I'm, have to do whatever I can do mm. for like towards my purpose, for my life, for my community in that sense so I think that yeah no I think that's so powerful it's so simple but so powerful because that applies to everything in life oh that was a good one like <laughs> but um but yeah Mel thank you so much for being on the podcast and like giving yeah. me your time and giving us all those like bomb feedbacks and honestly like yeah you talked about real shit today so thank you so much for coming on yeah of course thank you for having me laughing at my jokes I'm <laughs> 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 